Hello, my pancake peeps, my bacon brigade. Before the show starts, take a second to subscribe and leave a review, share with some friends, and while you're listening, make sure you check out the Breakfast Store with so much amazing merchandise at breakfast.com. People of Earth, if you can hear my voice, you have arrived at another episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope. I am your host, Brent Pope, and my guest today is Gabrielle Elise, who appeared in a lot of your favorite TV shows like Modern Family, One Day at a Time, Good Trouble, Snatchers, and Nicky, Ricky, Dickie, and Dawn. Try saying that three times fast. She also has a terrific podcast called In the Mix with Gabrielle Elise, so we will dish on that. And that's not all. We had breakfast from Burrito Bamba, and we had breakfast burritos, and y'all know how I feel about breakfast burritos. So let's go, because we've got... Gabrielle Elise in the studio today on Breakfast. Pick it up. Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Breakfast. This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. <laughs> I could go on a Hallmark card. My uh, guest today. Oh, I'm going to need to hear all about that. I didn't need any extra sausage. He adds character to my crew. <laughs> Is a goat pit a real thing? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Great place to hang out and good food, too. I'm always playing blue-collar guys. Somebody screw through the pipe. I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. I love a crawler. All yeah. my uncles got the gout. Jalapeno slash cheddar waffles. Who doesn't love that? It's Breakfast time. Breakfast. The only show where bacon, pancakes, Hollywood. I'm your host, Brent Pope. Gabrielle Elise, welcome to the studio. Hello, this is so exciting. Oh, man. Thank you for coming in. I understand you grew up in Texas, right? You didn't grow up in Los Angeles. I did. I am not a Angelino originally. Um, I've been here for eight years, so I might as well be. Uh, but I, yeah, I grew up in a in a town called Rockwall, Texas. It's like 30 minutes outside of Dallas. And uh, I spent 15 years of my life there. And then wow. I came here. Okay. Yeah. So was there a time when you decided, okay, now I want to be an actor? Was there something that happened? Was it a first part you did? Was it, what was it? <laughs> um, I... I don't know. I'm going to sound so pompous. I got really lucky. I kind of just came out of the womb knowing what I wanted to do. Nice. Um, it was it was very apparent that I wanted to be a creative and a performer, uh, a storyteller. Um, my mom always told me that, like, when I would have friends over and, like, you would play, we would play with like Bratz dolls and like a playhouse. Like I already had the characters picked out. I had the script picked out and I was like, I don't really care what you want to imagine, Lucy. I want to do this. So I already had like the producing and directing chops already. And then um, when I really got into watching TV, I, I didn't realize uh, that that was a job. Like I didn't, I, when I, I think I started when I watched That's So Raven, like really got into That So Raven. Um, and saw somebody like me on screen, I was like, oh, that's that's it. That's what I want to do. Um, and I was like, I want to say like 9 or 10, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So. Isn't that crazy that there was That's So Raven, and then years later, now we've got Raven's Home. Like, I Raven know. is grown. I know. I've, I mean, I have friends that ride on that show, and, you know. It's hysterical. It's great. I, I just watched an episode of, of, like, where she's trying to get, like, Raven time <laughs> by herself and, like, trying to get the kids and everybody, like, out of the house so she can just have time to herself. And she's still just as funny as she was back right. then. Right. Who are some of your influences as a performer? Oh, oh, God. I would say Jordan Peele, for one, Donald Glover, two, Maya Rudolph, for sure. It's interesting that you're picking the most talented people. <laughs> well, I feel I feel like I I I really enjoyed I I enjoy those people as an adult, but as as a kid or or you know, making way in the business, um it it changes so much. I would say Raven Simone was a solid one for me growing up all the time. And then ooh, Journey Smollier. Yeah. 
I I saw her in The Great Debaters when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Loved her. Yeah. And uh, kept up with her throughout the years. And now she's on the most badass series I've ever seen called Lovecraft Country. Is Lovecraft Country bonkers? That it's... is the dope the dopest thing I've ever yeah. seen. It's pretty cool. Um, I mean, I I really fluctuates. That's that's great. I mean, Donald Glover, Atlanta. I can't wait for that show to come back. He's I, a mad genius. And yeah, he's. I have the most bizarre story, but I'm really scared to. To oh tell really? It. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's not bad. It's kind of endearing, but at the same time, it's like I don't want Donald Glover to listen to this or like have it in, be in there and be like, "Wow, this girl's really weird." But it was. It was completely out of admiration. Oh wow. Well, it, look, it's up to you. Okay, I'll tell it. It's okay. Yeah, let's get back on track. So, <laughs> I'm a college student, and my my freshman year at college, I decided to intern at a casting office. And uh, the casting office was right across the street from this place called Cafe Gratitude. And I was on my lunch. I was eating. I was eating um, lemonade across the street. I had. I was eating outside by myself, and uh, I see somebody come out of Cafe Gratitude, and I was like, "Is that Donald Glover? Is that Donald Glover?" And I, I was investigating so hard, and the thing that gave it away was he was wearing. Uh, this is probably gonna sound so creepy, but he was wearing the same shoes that he wore in Atlanta. Oh wow! And I saw. Then I saw his hair, and then the hat, and I was like, "That's Donald Glover." So I don't know what. The hell came over me, but I packed up my lunch so fast, put it in my purse, and just started to follow him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and in my mind, I was like, I was like, what the fuck are you gonna do, dude? Like, this is so creepy. But like, something in me was like, just, just go, just do it, just go. And um, I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna say to him. And so like, I'm I'm trying to keep a distance between him and I, and um, I pretend that I'm on the phone like you do. And uh, when I finally got up the courage to just say, I'm a huge admirer, thank you for what you do, he beelined it to his car. And I was just like, well, uh, I'm going to keep walking because if I stop him in his car, it's going to be weird. So Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I followed Donald Glover for about two, three minutes Look, on the I street. love the passion, man. Uh, you know, I've said this on the show before. They always say, never meet your heroes. <laughs> they don't say anything about following them. I mean, that, that could be... <laughs> I really don't know what... I don't know what the hell my brain was like. Just go. No, it, it totally makes sense because you see somebody that you're like, I, I might not have access to him. Uh, I'll see if he stops and I'll just like say, hey, yeah. you know. Yeah. But you weren't going to. You didn't go out of your way to be like, Donald. Right. You know I mean, that yeah. would have been weird. Weird. Um, Thank you because I've, I've been keeping that in for a while. And I'm like, yeah. somebody's going to find me so creepy. That's a I great story. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get it. <laughs> Actually, one of our I, – I said this in an interview in, in South by Southwest, speaking of, of that. Our first camera operator also filmed for Atlanta, and I didn't know this until like halfway through us filming um, the, the series. And he told me that he and Donald got high, and that was the first time he ever got high, ever. And I was like – I was like, and this is – it's a sweet, unassuming white dude from Atlanta, Georgia. And I was like, you got high with Donald Glover for the first time. That was your first time smoking weed. I'm like, you were the coolest person I've ever met in my life. Right. Cr- that that's a crazy story. Yeah, yeah that's insane. Now, were you at South by Southwest with Snatchers? Is that what you were there mm-hmm. with? Okay, cool. I want to talk about Snatchers because mm-hmm. I know you've done a lot of big TV shows, but by far the best clip I've seen of stuff the, the, that you've been in <laughs> that made me laugh the most was from Snatchers. And also, it's kind of the horror comedy genre, which is that's my wheelhouse. I have mm. friends that, that do big movies like that. I enjoy those movies like that. So I'm going to try to find... Uh, all the Snatcher stuff that I can and watch all that. I've watched only clips of it, but even the clips I find really funny. Thank you. So Snatcher started out as a TV show. 
So it was actually a proof of concept uh, short. Okay. And then um, the proof of concept got accepted into South by Southwest as the Midnight Short series. And that's where it premiered. And then from there, a Warner Brothers exec um, approached the creators about it and was like, we want to make this. We have a new um, platform coming out called Stage 13. Um, and we want to stream it on Go90. And the boys were like, yeah, let's do it and cut their original film. The proof of concept was for a feature-length movie. But um, an opportunity from Warner Brothers was like, we can cut the movie into a series. So that's what they did. And so we made uh, the movie into a series. It was on Go90 for a while. Go90 disappeared. And then um, we... The boys were so smart in the way that they filmed it that they just had to cut out a couple things, and it ran like a movie so smoothly. And then the movie went back to South by Southwest, (laughs) and we did uh, South by Southwest. We went to Sundance with it. We went to a film festival in Spain, which is insane. Oh, wow. Yeah, called Stidges. It's like one of the most prestigious horror things. Yeah, so it was a proof concept to a series to a movie. Interesting. All right. Now we're on HBO Max. So that's awesome. Yeah. The clip I saw. I don't know if you want to talk about this. Go for it. Okay. I, it's fine. So the clip I saw is okay. So let's set the stage. Snatchers. It starts out as your friend gets pregnant by an alien. Correct. correct? Yes. And so there's a scene where you know your friend looks like she's about nine months pregnant, and the doctor leaves the room, and you go down there to inspect. Yep. And you lift up the dress. Mm-hmm. And what do you say? That was way more butthole than I was expecting. <laughs> Such a great line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. that's a, Now, when you get – okay. So let me tell you – let me ask you this. When you get uh, – so you, uh, as as Gabrielle, you get that in the script. Do you find that hilarious or are you like, oh, my God, I can't believe I have to say this or – Truthfully, um, I mean – so long ago and when I remember how I felt about it but I I don't know I think I think I was like perfectly fine about it because it's like it's out it's an outrageous circumstance outrageous yeah. things are gonna come out like um and truthfully looking back on it now it's just like even though that was like on the minor scale of being raunchy like you always see like men being raunchy in comedies yeah. and it was kind of yeah. like it was like all right this is my turn let's go for excellent. it excellent yeah I love that um I love to in a horror comedy when somebody goes to they're looking at something and you expect them to say like they saw something horrific and it's, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, and it's just something ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, Snatchers, congrats on that. That's that's such a cool journey from like uh, the proof of concept to kind yeah. of a TV thing to uh, now the movie. I mean, it's awesome. And it's everything you want in one of those projects. It really was. It's literally a gem in my life that I will always cherish. I can't I, – nothing – it's just amazing. Yeah. Well, you also did uh, an episode of One Day at a Time. Yeah. Which I, I enjoy that show. I'm old enough to remember the original One Day at a Time. <laughs> I could even compare the two Snyders yeah. if you want to make right. <laughs> uh, How was that? Because I know that you had you had a couple scenes with Rita Moreno. I did. Yeah. Um, God, I... It was kind of one of those things where you didn't realize how big of a deal it was until you were experiencing it. Um... I uh, I knew that Norman Lear created it, and he has been one of the top and more 
groundbreaking creators. And then doing my research, I, I saw that Rita Marina was in there. And I was like, I was like, holy crap. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really on, like, a, a top dog set. Yeah. Um, and so in rehearsals, like, I, I was just, I was really just trying to learn everything that I could. Um, and there were, there were a couple of times where Rita came up to me and like gave me critique and I was like, I was like, Rita Moreno was giving me critique. Oh my God. Oh my God. I was like, I mean, it was just surreal. Like she was like, she was like, make sure you hit this, um, you know, slow down because you're really funny. Just like, you know, take your time with it. Um, don't push so hard. You, you got it. And like to hear that come out of somebody's mouth, I was just like out of her mouth. I was like, Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> and then I met Norman Lear, and he's so sweet. Wow! So sweet. Yeah. I mean, I was in I was on a set with legends, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, I think she was the third ever person to get an EGOT. Yeah. Which you know, you guys, if you're not uh, entertainment type people, that's when you have an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. And I think she did it in the least amount of time. Right. Um, she did. She was on a show. I don't know if this show still exists called The Electric Company. Hmm. It was a kid's show back when I was growing up. And it was crazy if you if you look back on it now because it was a kid's show. It was a little more adult than Sesame Street, but it was on the same time the Sesame Street was on. Okay. But uh, this show had Rita Moreno and Morgan Freeman on it. So, what? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, wow. Before, you know, before Morgan Freeman was like huge, huge. Yeah. You know, he was just that's the guy with the great right. voice, you know. Yeah. I mean, like an onset you could you could just feel the timeless tradition of Yeah. the entertainment business and acting in that set. I mean, it was just it was so it was like dreamland like right. almost. Yeah. Now, Stephen Toblowski was also in the the yeah. scenes you were in. Yeah. That guy's so funny. I mean, he's a comedy legend. Oh, yeah. He's in, uh, what, Groundhog Day. Uh, Memento was a great movie that he mm-hmm. was in, which is mm-hmm. – uh, but um, did you have any interactions with him? I did. Um, I, I knew Stephen Lebowski from, uh, like, Will and & Grace and um, Glee. Yeah, I mean, he's on every he's show. He's on everything. Yeah. And, I mean, that just goes to show how how great of an actor he is. Um like, he's very much himself, but still, like, so versatile, which is so dope. Um, but, yeah, we interacted. My first interaction with him was at Crafty. Love Crafty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who doesn't love Crafty? Right. I wonder if Crafty will be ever be the same again now, though. You, you know? know what? I actually, speaking of that, I um, I booked a Taco Bell commercial, and, like, I, um, I packed my own snack bag. Uh, because I was like, oh, it's COVID. There's not going to be one. And they they had like a, this lavish spread, and it was like you ordered things like you would at a wedding at an open bar. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So maybe that'll be our future. But I was like, this is so cool. Interesting. That reminds me of like a Jack in the Box commercial I did. Where I don't know if you've ever done a Jack in the Box commercial, Mm-mm. but a lot of times you do it, and you'll do it down at the corporate headquarters in just outside of San Diego. I think La Jolla. Oh, nice. And you go into this conference room. And it has one of those jack-in-the-box drive through menus just <laughs> on the whiteboard. And you're just like, oh, okay, I'll get the, uh, the spicy spicy chicken sandwich. Wow. <laughs> the egg rolls. Dang. And they just make it all there downstairs. Wow. Yeah. So if you have a jack-in-the-box commercial, what you eat for lunch is jack-in-the-box. Honestly, I feel like it's it's better for crafty. It's like bougier. Yeah, it kind of is. I mean, and if you guys uh, aren't in the entertainment industry, crafty is craft services. That's where you get all the food in between takes. Or sometimes during takes, and you're supposed to be on set, and they're like, "Where's, where's Gabrielle at Crafty? Crafty. Gabrielle, get him!" <laughs> yep, yep. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I met him at Crafty. The first interaction, introduced myself. Very sweet, very welcoming uh, man. And uh, throughout rehearsals and things like that, he was talking about how his wife and him uh, have a honey farm. And uh, the last day of filming, uh, I found a, a jar of honey that him and his wife collected, made, and gave out to everybody. And that was super, super cool because to be included in that, because usually um, on my different experiences on sets, it's like you'll you'll have somebody like that but only give gifts to like the main cast. Right. But he was generous enough to give it to the people that were working and like everybody got one, even down to the co stars. And I was like, that's insanely cool. That's really cool. I mean, we've talked about this on the show sometimes where it's like, um, you you know you always want to be friendly with everyone when you're when you're a co-star or a guest star on a show but sometimes they and I get it because they have new people coming in every, every day time, every yeah. week uh, sometimes they won't invest that time and sometimes they will, they will and it's yeah. really cool when they do and yeah. I mean you got honey that's, what, that's what, awesome. what do you want I still have it so nice <laughs> <laughs> well very cool and then you also uh had a, a fun episode on uh, modern family yeah uh, you had the little cat ears that was that was adorable mm-hmm. i thought mm-hmm. <laughs> And you were at the it was a like a women's empowerment rally, yes. I believe. Yes, yes. Um, and of course, the two brothers, Luke and I don't remember the other brother's name, uh, their characters' names, but they're you know as they always are. Uh, <laughs> Luke is kind of getting the girl. Uh, mm-hmm. He's you know more charming towards the girl, and yeah. the other brother's like, is it Jay? No, it's not Jay. No, that's the dad. Um, it's oh god, I know the real actor's name, which is Rico Rodriguez. Rico Rodriguez, yeah, his very character, he's very sweet dude, and he his character is always like kind of he's uh, he's almost too smart for his own good, yes. right? Yes, I was gonna say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he was the one down with the cause, actually there, actually educated, and Luke right. was just like, um, I'm here for the babes. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That girl's hot. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that that had a funny turn too. <laughs> I mean, that was so cool to be on set too, because it's like that's the longest running show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I had gone in for Modern Family. Alan Hooper is literally the best. He was the best advocate for me. Um, I literally had gone in maybe twelve or fifteen times before I. Oh my god! Room. Yeah. Um, so I was I was in the loop for a while with him. Uh, with the casting director and goes to show that casting directors always have people in mind, which is so cool. Yeah. I mean, you see a million people a day and it's just like, oh, yeah, that person would be perfect for this. Crazy, but also thank you. Right. Um, and so I, I booked that and it was on the Fox lot. And um, the Fox lot is also where my favorite show was filming called New Girl. So that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. To be uh, to be, just be on the lot of the mm-hmm. same thing. But, uh, yeah, the boys are really sweet, really welcoming. Um, again, they were actually pretty talkative for just a really? day play. I was only there for one day. Um But that was, a, that was a really cool experience. And it was dope that I got to be part of, like, a makeshift rally protest thing yeah. before they even actually happened. But, um, yeah. Yeah. We had a lot of stuff to do on that episode. It's it's it's. It's crazy that they shot that all in one day. I mean, yeah. a lot of times that wouldn't all get done in one day, I guess. But the, it was it was done. But they don't want to pay her for that extra day. So. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Makes <But>. sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. So you got One Day at a Time, which that's in front of an audience, correct? Yeah. Okay. And then you've got Modern Family, which is not in front of an audience. Single uh, cam. Yeah. Single cam. Is there one of those you, you gravitate more? Like if you had your choice? Oh, I, I really like being in front of a live audience. Yeah. I really do. Um because I I also was on the Thundermans for a little while and uh, That's a show I auditioned for like 
15 times. Really? I was never on it, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know, just the feel of, of being in a live show was just so awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, shout out to everybody in that audience because you stay there for hours and you laugh at the same jokes. Right, but, right. But I don't know. It's just like that interaction. It's just that kind of that electricity feel of like, you know, people actually took time out of their day to come see this and come see the people and, you know, the yeah. performance, which is. Have you done a lot of theater? No, I I was part of I was part of a little theater company back in Texas because that was the only outlet that I had at the time. But it was like through school. Yeah. Um. But as an adult and as a teenager, not really. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm curious to, to to ask somebody that's done a lot of theater. Maybe I have, but which one they prefer? Because you know, like the live audience is much closer to. Well, in some ways, it's closer to theater, but in some ways. You know, it's very like you have to do it over and over in front of the audience, and that's not like theater at all. So right. maybe the single camera is more like I don't know. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. I enjoy just from the you know convenience perspective the <laughs> being in front of a live audience because then you don't have to be in the trailers. Usually, you're, you usually have like mm. an actual room or something because yeah. you know those trailers sometimes the air or the or the heater doesn't <laughs> work right. Uh, I mean, I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying, like, you know, sometimes it gets kind of hot in there. You're like, why are you yeah. hanging outside your trailer? Because the air hot. doesn't work. It's I don't hot. know. Yeah, it's hot in there. Yeah. Um, and everything is right there, and you kind of know. And also, you tend to, like, work more days on those shows, too. They take, mm. you know, they if you have, like, a little co-star on those live ones, usually, like, the first day, at least from the ones I've done, you don't do much the first day. You, like, kind of read through a few times, and the second day, maybe they bring in the camera, and then the third day is when you get all the stuff recorded. Yes. And then you have the live... Also, I mean, show, pre-record yeah. stuff and then the live audience. Right. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. yeah, interesting. All right. Um, you also, uh, I watched you on Good Trouble. That was fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, that's the show I actually watch. Uh, Max Cutler was just recently on the show. Max, He's yeah. uh, re- was recurring on that show. He's yeah. what a cool dude. Yeah. That was actually that was actually uh, semi gifted to me. Um, that role. My my friend Sharonis J Jackson, who plays. Um, Zuri's love interest, and sorry that I don't remember the name, um, but he he knew that he in the episodes to come he needed a family, and uh, he recommended me to uh, be seen for his sister, and which is cool because I've known Sharonis for a couple of years, and just yeah. uh, to be recommended is really awesome, and uh, yeah, I mean it's cool because like I mess with him like a little sister in real life, and it was kind of dope to do it on camera. Yeah. Um, and that set was super awesome too. Yeah, great people. Yeah, that's cool. I um I know Strunus's work also on Insecure. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that show. I think he is he married to Gabrielle Dennis's character. Do you know Gabrielle? Do you know that? Do all the Gabrielles know each other? That's my question. No, <laughs> no, dang. no, no Gabrielle. I wish club. though. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> oh yeah, because then you could get on the Gabriel Union. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and plus, like, if we could all commemorate or like grieve over the fact that we could never find our names on those little souvenir keychains. Yeah. Yeah. Even Gabby? No Gabby? No Gabby. It's it's always my mine is spelled G A B B Y, and mm. everybody's like G A B B I, G A B B I E, or G A B Y, and I'm like, nope. Two B's and a Y. I think I always find the Bretts there, but not the Brent. So mm-hmm. I, I feel you. Yeah. I, I totally get it. Yeah. A long, <laughs> long, sad days coming back from the zoo and being like, I can't find anything with my name on it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, the other show, I talk about the title, Nikki, Ricky, Dicky, and Don. Let me try to say it three times fast. Nikki, Ricky, Dicky, and Don. Nikki, Ricky, Dicky, and Don. Nikki, Ricky, Dicky, and Don. Ooh, Woo! I did it. I can't say my own name, but I can hey. say that. Yeah. <laughs> It was a Nickelodeon show about uh, quadruplets. It was. Um, the dad, Brian Stepanek. Ah! 
That guy's so funny, and he's been in like he's in all these commercials. He's just like a genius in these commercials. Brian was literally the best to work with, especially for my first like big lead yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, I grew up watching him on Sweet Life, and mm-hmm. also One Day at a Time. I was uh, directed by Phil Lewis, who plays Mr. Mosby, which was a dream come true. I still interact with him a lot in, in testing network things, which is so awesome. Uh, I'm like, Mr. Mosby's on my side. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Brian Brian literally was a dream person to have. Um, and learned I learned a lot from him before each run-through, before uh, – or, uh, yeah, before each run-through, he would have us huddle up, and he would always say that this job is a privilege, not a right. And I still carry that to, with me to this day because it's very, very true. Um yeah, I mean that was that was surreal. I was like, I'm gonna be working with Arwen. Are you kidding me? Oh my god! That's pretty cool when yeah. you get to work with people that you already kind of admire their work. I mean, that's the best. Yeah. The other crazy thing about that show is I, I was I went back and watched uh, you know a couple episodes and I was like, wait a minute, that's Nikki. That's that's number five from Umbrella Academy. That's <laughs> yeah. that's so weird. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's. It's Look, the weirdest thing to me for to be like, oh, you're like you're like a little man now. Like that's yeah, odd to me. I was going to ask you because I met him at this like Emmy type event, and he seemed like one of those people. Like I think he was like 16, maybe 15 at the time. He seemed like I was talking to like you know an old guy at the park. Yeah, it's like playing chess or something yep. like. Yep, <laughs> yep. That's how he was when he was little, and like he was. Um, he was very he was very like hard to get through. Like the the rest of the three kids, like I got in pretty quickly uh with bonding. Uh but Aiden Aiden was hard. And then I uh I remember the day that we clicked, we were sitting in our little director's chairs and uh I see him interacting with this like superhero thing that he had in his lap and I was like, Oh cool, you like Marvel, I like Marvel too. And since then we were best buddies. Oh, excellent. That's very cool. Um I forgot to mention your line in Modern Family that really made me laugh, which was you go, are you mansplaining mansplaining to me? <laughs> yeah. Smart, smart. Uh, it was great. That was so great. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Well, congrats on all your TV stuff and uh, your you. movies. It's, it's, it's all cool stuff to talk about and uh, great projects. You bring this... I don't know what it is. You have a lot of energy, and and everything seems kind of bright when you're in the in the. Thank you. I don't I don't know how else to explain it. I mean, I know you have a lot of different types of things you worked on. But, no, I but really appreciate that. Thank you. But I enjoy your work. I got I got I I don't know. I mean, in the eight years that I've done this, and even though I've had a couple dry spells, and even Nikki Ricky was was tough when I wasn't asked back for season two, but um. That wasn't anybody's fault. That was just, like, the network being like, we're going to concentrate on the kids. Right. But, you know, when you're 17, you're like, my life is over. I know. Um, but I even – I that was an amazing experience and just that rocket launched everything else. I don't think – I mean, looking back on it now, like, I was like, if I stayed on Nikki, Ricky, Dicky, and Don, I would have never been able to do Snatchers. And Snatchers opened so many doors for me. Um, but in the eight years that I've I've been here, like, I've been super fortunate. Yeah. Insanely fortunate. Well, we did that breakfast from Burrito Bomba. Yeah. And uh, we've uh, – look, I've kind of been on the informal in search for the best breakfast burrito in Los Angeles. And there's – I didn't realize there's so many great breakfast burritos in Los Angeles. And it kind of depends on what mood you're in mm. or what kind of ingredients you want. Mm. Uh, how did you feel – how did you – I want to hear how you felt about this – was Listen, it b- bacon bur- and steak burrito? So good. Burrito Bomba, like – 
I want you to cater my wedding or something like that because it was so it was so good. Um, I'm like I like we talked about. I'm from Texas, so I grew up on Tex-Mex, and that was like breakfast burritos and breakfast Tex-Mex is like a huge uh, thing there, and uh, that was like the closest it felt like from the breakfast burritos I used to eat at home. I think it was the it was the richest and the most things stuffed yeah. into. Yeah. If you look at our pictures, I mean. It it looks big. It definitely looks bigger than your head. Oh, for sure. It's, no, it's almost as bigger as my head. Yeah, uh, which that's I have a big noggin. You know, I mean, and <laughs> <laughs> that I tried. I actually tried to. It weighed so much that I yeah. put it. I put it on my scale. I didn't. I don't have like a you know like a kitchen scale. So I just put it on my scale scale. Shut up. And it didn't. It didn't. It didn't measure. So it must just have been under like. I don't know. I think my cat gets on there and it, she measures in there like seven pounds. So it must be uh, definitely was under seven pounds. But I would say it was probably two and a half pounds. I would say that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe not three pounds, but two and a half pounds. I mean, I definitely didn't get through it in one sitting. Yeah. But... I mean. Look, normally I would make the joke that no, I didn't either, uh, and then I actually did. But this time I did not. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll tell you this. I went there one other time, and if you want the pro tip, when you go to Burrito Bamba. And oh, by the way, Burrito Bamba, it's a very small business in North Hollywood, so we really want to support them. And yeah. they literally work out of one of those like catering tents. I mean, it's a small oh, catering oh, wow. tent. It's two guys, and that's it. So – if you want to get like the best uh, for your money, you get the taco with the same ingredients. <laughs> and I feel it was like three bucks and it was like, I felt like it was half of the burrito. Mm. So, I mean, uh, I don't know. They might want to reconsider the price on those tacos. This might need to be <laughs> yeah. a little bit more because it was a, it was a, it's yeah. more than any to- $3 taco. It's, it's way more ingredients than a $3 taco. <laughs> but I, what did we have in there? We had bacon. We had, st- we had bacon and steak and it was thick bacon too. Yeah. It was very thick bacon and steak. So just the amount of meat. And st- if you're not a meat eater, this is this. Not you know, you, we could go there, and yeah, I guess you but... can get the other stuff. It also had that bomba sauce, which I wasn't sure what the bomba sauce was. I wasn't either, but it was it was good. Yeah, it was some kind of I don't know. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Some kind of crema. I don't yeah, know crema. <laughs> crema? <Something>. Yeah, <laughs> but burrito bomba. Thank you for enjoying the the burrito bomba with me. Yes. I mean, it was like uh, probably the most. Uh, the most richness per per ounce of any. I mean, it was just, it was, I don't know. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot, guys, what I'm trying to say. Was. I almost can't talk. But it's worth it. It's yeah. worth it. It goes up there with, like, if you want a filling burrito, um, you got to go to Burrito Bomba yeah. and check that out. It's it's among the most filling in Los Angeles that I've that I've had, and I've had a lot. Mm-hmm. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get out of here, I need to get three quick recommendations from Gabrielle Elise. Oh, okay. What is the hidden gem show or movie that you love that people may not know? One of my favorite hidden gem movies that I don't really, uh, that I really don't think made any mainstream, uh, no, I maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I didn't really see a lot of mainstream press for it, but uh, it stars Rashida Jones and Andy Samberg, and it's uh, it's called Celeste and Jesse Forever. Hmm. Um, it's, it's a movie about two best friends who were married, and uh, they're now divorced, and one one really wants to get back together, the other one doesn't. Is like you're always going to be my best friend, but you know I need something else in my life. And then it turns out she really just needed that best friend in her life. And they but the, but it's sad they don't end up getting back together at oh, the end. Oh no! Uh, but it's brilliant. I like that though. I like that it's not something you could predict. Because you know what? I, 
I like some romantic comedies, but I do hate when it's just so formulaic that I know exactly what's going to happen. I like so, to have a little bit of a... It was very real yeah. and very heartbreaking yeah. and so good. And it was also very funny. And I was like, love this. Love this, yeah. love this. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds cool. Have you ever seen Punch Drunk Love? Nope. Okay. that If you like things like that, you mm-hmm. might like Punch Drunk Love. It's a, right. Paul, it's a, Paul, it's a P.T. Anderson movie. Who did, he did like Boogie Nights and a yeah, bunch yeah, of other yeah, cool yeah. movies. And it's a it's it's with him. It's oh god. It's um, I'm blanking on her name. I think she won an Academy Award. Uh, her name is Emily Watson. Anyway, it's her and Adam Sandler, and it's Adam Sandler's great uh, dramatic performance. He's he's amazing. In this I've movie. heard about this movie. Yeah. yeah. So uh, check that Noted. out. Noted. I will. Interested. I will. Okay. What is the show or movie that you watch just for fun? Just for funsies. Um, I really love Hairspray, the mm. musical. Yeah. Um, but, uh, just for fun, I, <laughs> this is so stupid. Only my boyfriend knows this. Uh, but I have, I adore the series New Girl, like I talked about. Yeah. Um, but I refuse to watch the series finale because in my mind it means that it's really done. So I will get to the last episode, not watch it and rewatch the whole series again. Don't know if that's because of my anxiety or just because I really don't want it to end, but yeah. Interesting. I've seen all of New Girl except for the last season. It's so cute. It's yeah, so cute. it's look. She's great. She's that whole cast is really so is really well cast. Yeah. And uh, thank goodness that that uh, uh, the one Wayans guy. I mean, I like him, but he left after the pilot because he had he had another show that show still got picked up. Yeah. And ha- thank goodness they they still had Lamorne Morris because I love Lamorne Morris. Oh, Lamorne He's Morris so funny. is the greatest character. I. Uh, love him. I'm. It was even more dope because I uh, shot a pilot that never uh, that never went with uh, Zoe Lister Jones and yeah. uh, Elizabeth Merriweather. Okay, and uh, she wrote it, Zoe and uh, Elizabeth. And I was like, I was like, this is, and they're both on New Girl. And I was like, wow. I was like, oh my god, my dreams are coming true. Yeah. So, For yeah. a long time, I just knew Lamorne Morris as this guy that was in all these like Snickers commercials and stuff, right. and he was just like. Who is that dude? He and then all of a sudden is... he broke out, and I was like, thank oh, goodness. Yeah. You know? No, seriously. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a great one. <clears throat> what is the show or movie that inspires you? Inspires me? Uh, a show that really inspired me was Lovecraft Country. Yeah. 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 I mean, it combined all those awesome things of comedy, horror, sci-fi, uh, mystery, action, um, and really touches on race in a really smart way. Yeah. I love Michael K. Williams. Uh, he was, I mean, for what I love is that for a long time people were like, oh, yeah, that's just Omar from The Wire. Mm. No, man, that dude can play any Anything. part. Yeah. And, yeah, talk about so many great actors in that show. And uh, I just, it was just crazy. It was a, I don't, I don't even know how to describe the show. It's a sci-fi show. It's kind of a horror show. It's kind of a alternate reality show. Mm. It's all these things. But you're right. It's also uh, the, the way it deals with race is very... Um, I don't know. It's needed. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, guys, if you would like to get more Brentfist stuff, such as pics of Gabriella Lee's and I enjoying our Brentfist from Burrito Bomba, go to my website, brentpope.com. You can listen to all the Brentfist episodes there. You can see clips from all my TV appearances. And finally, you demanded it at a Brentfist store with a bunch of fun stuff. Shirts, mugs, stickers, masks. It's all in there. People of Earth, do yourself a favor by picking up something from the Brentfist store. You'll be so glad you did. On social media, you can hit me up. On Instagram at Scoops Pope. And if you have a breakfast question, ask away. 
And make sure you follow my Facebook actor page. And if you like the show, please subscribe, leave us a review, share with friends. Breakfast is enjoyed all over the United States and 36 other countries over six continents. And trust me, my omelet omnivores, my coffee cohort, we are just getting started. Special thanks to my editor, the one and only Rosemarie Brown, for all the breakfast slicing and dicing. Much appreciated. Big ups also my studio engineer, Daniel Erickson, for making me sound so good. Gabriella Lees, what is next for you and where can we find you on social media? First of all, I want to say thank you, Rose, for recommending me to a dope person and a dope project. You're the best. Wait, who who did she recommend you to? You. Oh! You. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> she called me and was like, I have this great person. think you'd be perfect for it. And I was like, um, thank you. Yes, please. Nice. Well, I look, I thank, thank you, Rose, also yes, for Gabrielle. It's amazing. But what's next for me is I am still creating my own content. Um, just trying to be like super secret so nobody like steals my ideas. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I'm creating my own stuff uh, still with the podcast. And if you want to check that out, it's called In the Mix with Gabrielle Elise. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and YouTube now. You get to see it while we talk, oh, which is cool. cool. Um, and my newest episode is with Ava Katowski. She's like this huge YouTuber person. Uh, sweet, sweet lady. Dynamite lady. Uh, so the conversation's awesome. But, yeah, you could follow me on Instagram and Twitter to keep up with me. It's just at Gabrielle. Um, yeah, that's it for right nice. now. <laughs> well, thanks for coming in. Of this course. was a blast. And I'll talk to you again soon. Yeah. Thank you, guys. <laughs> and with that, we put another Lovecraftian episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope in the old co-bag. <laughs> <laughs>